Welcome to How to Have Fun at Work. My name is Lynn Parker, and I spent years doing something I was good at, but not having any fun. Then one of my clients told me women aren't funny. So I created Funny Women, and the rest is history. In this podcast, I talk to guests from both comedy and business. They have a lot more in common than you would ever imagine. In this episode, I'm going straight to the jugular to explore how we use humour at work, both in the growing virtual workplace, which many of us now inhabit out of necessity, or in the real world. This stems from an article in the Harvard Business Review by the Canadian author Betty Ann Heggie on the benefits of laughing in the office, first published in November 2018. Now, I have been sent this article or tagged in shares of it on social media so many times that I found honest I got a bit fed up with it. Finally, I decided it was divine intervention and reached out to the author herself on LinkedIn. It does work. I got to know her a little and I'm delighted that Betty Ann is with me today, along with my amazing comedy guest, Sean Rowland. Hello, both of you, from Canada to England. Hello. Good morning, <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> so uh, let's start by telling our listeners a little bit about you. Um, first of all, the amazing Betty Ann Heggie. She is an award-winning speaker, mentor and author. Her latest book is Gender Physics, Unlock the Energy You Never Knew You Had to Get the Results You Want. I think we all need some of that. She is a corporate director, philanthropist, and a former senior vice president with Potash Corp, now Nutrien, the world's largest fertilizer company. Betty Ann has many distinctions. A distinguished speaker by the Canadian Mining Institute, she was given the Trailblazer Award from Women in Mining Canada. She's been named as one of 100 global inspirational women in mining as well as being inducted into the Hall of Fame of Canada's top 100 most powerful women. I am daunted. Um, But I'm also super honoured to have Betty-Ann with us today on the pod. And I am also really looking forward to working with Betty-Ann on uh, delivering a workshop with her for the Edwards School of Business Mentorship Programme at the University of Saskatchewan. I've been practising all these pronunciations, Betty-Ann. This is very, very difficult for me. And also the Edwards School of Business is very close to your heart, isn't it, Betty-Ann? Oh, it is. Thank you. I love that programme. And mining. I mean, that is such an unusual world for women. There are not many women in mining, I'm guessing. More now than there was when I started many moons ago. And I can tell you that a sense of humor really helped me uh, in my in my daily trials. <laughs> More of that later. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Now, my second guest is Sham Rowland, who is also a writer, but of scripts and plays, set against her background in public sector education. She's now a freelance advisor, trainer and writer specialising in PSHE and citizenship. One summer, she had a go at writing a comedy script for fun, and she entered the Funny Women Comedy Writing Award, earning herself the coveted One to Watch Laurels. Sean now reads for us on the very same award and works with me on our hilarious events, combining comedy and business. As an acclaimed playwright, Sean loves looking at the juxtaposition between humour and the darkest side of being human. 
Well, Sean, I'm sure that sometimes the two sides of your career do come together, don't they? I mean, I don't know if you've ever, got, ever done any mining, but <laughs> probably um, not. Not but... yet. That's on my on yeah. my to-do list, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but you have created educational resources for clients like BBC Bite Size and the National Theatre. I have. So I, I do find myself delving into lots of different areas. Um, but uh, yes, my, mining, not not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's let's mine our topic. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, listen, all three of us know the value of a sense of humour in terms of building teams, managing stress and business comms in general, um, which is why we started this podcast. So let's start with um, appropriateness, because I know, Betty-Ann, you have some some things on this, some stories about this. But when is it appropriate to crack a joke or even laugh out loud in the workplace? I have a loud laugh and I love to (laughs) laugh and I laugh easily. So I must admit that it, when I am somewhere in a restaurant and I laugh, everybody knows it and everybody hears it. (laughs) And I will say that comedians love me because I go to a comedy show and every, they're always say, whoever that person is, can I pay you to come to all of my shows? Because when I start <laughs> laughing, everybody laughs and I laugh so easily. But I remember this, the article that I wrote that you read, um, I was on an investor tour in France with my boss and we went to a fancy you know, Michelin-starred restaurant after a stressful day and he said something that I found funny and I just threw back my head and laughed really loudly and I could tell he was really embarrassed. And I just looked at him and said, does my laugh embarrass you? And he said, well, it is pretty loud. And I was so, I wanted so much to achieve and I felt like I had failed. And I went back to my hotel room and I tossed and I turned and I worried that I needed to suppress my laugh and that I was, I needed to tone things down and that maybe I really wasn't meant for the executive floor. Everybody always called it the library floor. And of course I was anything Uh, in the library. And finally by morning, I kind of decided if I have to give up my laugh in order to succeed at this job, it's not the right job for me. And I decided I'm just going to be my own best friend and I'm going to carry on enjoying my life. So it ended up being something that not only brought me joy, brought other people joy as well. And I think it's important to have fun when we go to work. We spend so much time there. But if we can't laugh and enjoy it, what are we doing with our lives? I I totally agree. Sean, when is it appropriate to to crack a joke or laugh out loud in the workplace? I mean, have you had similar experiences to Betty? Yeah, I I guess I, I come from a very different background. So my background is in education and starting off as a teacher and if, if you've ever spent any time with kids, you know that kids are hilarious. So despite, you know, learning and the seriousness of education, there is always, always time to laugh out loud with children. And in fact, you know, that, that is part of the joy of being a teacher is, is having fun with, with, with children. Um, but it's always a different scenario with adults, isn't it? Um, yeah. So whether you're sort of chilling out in the staff room or you're just chatting, that's very different to then the professional uh, workplace where you're where you're running training sessions or you're in the boardroom. Um, so I've been thinking about this, Lynn, and I, I think there's there's kind of a difference between the sort of cracking a joke and being yeah. funny. And humorous and using your your humor, you know, it's you're not a stand-up comedian 
um but it's a, it's okay to have fun isn't it i mean yeah, we I all think, have fun <laughs> i think sean you need to tell a few men that they don't need to be a stand-up comedian at work yes, <laughs> there, 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 there is, is a that. tendency isn't there <laughs> but we, but it I mean the point is women will come on to that but women don't possibly use their humor as freely and it's like Betty Ann throwing her head back and having a really great belly laugh that isn't seen as something appropriate for us to do we're not we're not meant to be the funny ones yeah and in fact I read an article not very long ago that said that um you know there's a perception of, of women who are funny or who use humor in the work aren't ta- workplace aren't taken as seriously you know and, oh. I, and I say no to that um <laughs> I think a little bit of humour make, makes the wheels go round and oils oils the wheels of whether it's business, education, public sector, yeah. creative industries, whatever it is. It's got to be there. You know, life is not that serious. We've had a couple of years of everything being really quite down. Yeah. And I think the time has now come to sort of lift ourselves up and lift ourselves out of that by, by using humour as a tool. You know, I would say when you uh, talked about being an educator and using humor, that that would make your the point more memorable. I read an article that said that politicians often hire comedy writers to insert some jokes in their messages because yeah. they think that it makes them more memorable. So I just think that as women want to be remembered, we should be uh, using humor because it means that people want to spend time with us. And if people want to spend time with us, they like us, they give us more opportunities one of the reasons I think we don't, Lynn, is because it's a risk. Yeah, I think it is definitely if we, seen. If we yeah. laugh out loud or if we tell something we think is funny and other people don't laugh, that we're going to be a failure. And, mm. you know, I always say sometimes as long, as long as you laugh, that's all that's important because you've enjoyed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of brings us back to that, you know, the, the joke versus humor we're not we're not telling yeah. a joke to get a reaction yeah. we're, we're using humor to just bring us all along and to to bring everybody with us on that subject i think the the most important thing is and it's something i've over my 20 years of running funny women i've noticed that a lot of women will use that tell a funny story they'll they use it in a context that is very different to just a joke with a setup and a punchline and i i think when you apply that to the world of business I think that what Betty Ann says about risk, we should be taking those risks. We should be able to come back with a smart, not a one-liner, but, you know, switch off our editor, you know, say what we think. Mm. Betty Ann, you must have had lots of experiences of that working in in your very masculine world of mining. Well, I did. And, you know, I remember, you know, one of the things they say is that humour is important in negotiations that if people are using humor people enjoy the negotiation more and they end up actually willing to pay more there's one study that said people would pay 18 percent more if you said at the end and i'll throw in my pet frog (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it was the frog called kermit that's what i mean (laughs) you're listening to how to have fun at work Brought to you by Funny Women and Hilarious. So I want to talk now about more specifically female humour, how we use it, and we've already touched on it, but also that whole sort of gender politics. And I said earlier that quite a lot of men think they're comedians in the office anyway. Um, But 
isn't it important for us to use our humour because we are not universally understood and I think humour reveals so much more about us than anything else. Let me come to you first, Sean. What's your views on that? Yeah, we, I mean, we've already touched on that sort of um, self-sabotage thing and just just reflecting on this earlier today um a couple of years ago i was actually writing an article i think for for funny women and um and i just did a very quick straw poll on my facebook page and i said you know female friends would you describe yourself as funny um Uh and several of my friends said well i think i used to be funny but i'm not anymore (laughs) and i think that that made me really sad but i think you know, the general feeling was that, you know, with, with life, with, with family, with work, with everything else we've got going on in our lives, that humour gets pushed to one side. Um, and I think that that's the beauty of some of the things that, that you do with Funny Women, Lynn, is to try and, you know, awaken that humour again yeah. and push yeah. out of that that sort of comfort zone that we, we all get comfy in as, as we get older and more set in our ways and and to sort of rediscover that playful side, the, the childlike side. Mm. Betty-Anne, in your experience, do you, well, my experience is that as we get older, um, I think we are less worried about what people think of us, so we're less risk averse. But running your mentorship programme uh those women i mean how do they react are they are they young women are they across the board different ages but how do they respond well it's interesting lynn that's one of the reasons that i've invited you to come and be part of it because what i've discovered is that i just laugh easily when i first started <laughs> working when i first started giving speeches i said to one of my friends i need to find a workshop where i can learn to be funny and because I know that good speakers make people laugh. And she said, well, you're funny. And I said, no, I'm not. I don't tell a good joke. I can never remember a punchline. I'm not funny. And she said, every time I'm with you, I laugh. And I thought, oh, it's because I just find the fun in things. I just yeah. find the humor. And then I laugh easily. And when I laugh, then other people laugh. So I was finding in my program that I would be saying to these young women, well, here was a stressful situation and I set a boundary and then I diffused it by using humor. And they would look at me kind of quizzically like they didn't know how to do that. And that's when I realized that we really need to actually think about what are the tools? How do you let go? How do you just relax and enjoy yourself so that you can then have other people enjoy themselves? So, that's one of the things that we talk about is how I remember going to meetings where I'd be the only one in the, in the room and there'd be all these coffee cups after the meeting and all the guys would get up and leave. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. you know, now one of their assistants is going to have to come in and clean up this room and they're busy. They've got a lot on their plates. Why should they have to do it? So I would just stand up and say, okay, guys, I do not have a biological need to clean up your coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a reminder and, all I had to do was make a little joke where they would chuckle and then they would pick up their coffee cups and they would leave and it was done. I actually think that's a really good example of how women are programmed as well, because a lot of us, not all of us, are mothers. And that's how you would 
actually how you would deal with your kids, isn't it, really? Go and clean up your mess. <laughs> and so it's, a, it's, it's our natural way of doing things. But honestly, if I had a pound or a dollar for every time a woman said to me, I'm not funny, I've just yeah. earned two dollars on this one. Uh, we, we, you know, I'd be a very wealthy woman because actually that's probably the the thing that gets said to me the most by women. They don't think they can be funny. And Betty Ann, you've nailed it. You know, we are all intrinsically funny. And actually, what women do very well is they have the knack of finding the funny in other women. And I think that's kind of the premise on which Funny Women was based. Sean, did you want to say? Yeah, something about I, that? I was going to say. You know. Ed- Anyone who's had a group of girlfriends together with, with a couple of yes. glasses of wine, you will know we are hysterically funny. <laughs> but sometimes we kind of put that barrier down um, yeah. when we get into a work situation. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's OK to just go, you know what, just just relax, just have fun. You know, we, we, we're not taking the mickey out of situations, but just just being natural. I think that that's yeah. got to be the key. Yeah, I've been told by many men that they find a group of women with a uh, uh, armed with prosecco. They find them very, very intimidating. <laughs> Conversely, uh, the worst audience for a female comedy lineup are is a room full of hen parties. It is a nightmare because they just want to be with each other and have a laugh. They're not really interested in the poor comedian on the stage. So, you know, it's a very different approach to humour that that women inhabit. Uh, And it it is all based on that circular, very kind of introspective way of, of communicating with each other. But if we can learn to use it in business, it's so powerful. Absolutely. So, so Betty Ann, if there's one thing that we want to get out of our workshop with the group of your um, mentees, what would it be? I think it's so important for people just to, to relax and enjoy themselves and not take themselves so seriously. So we really need to laugh and enjoy ourselves and other people then laugh along with us. And nobody really remembers what it was about. It's just that they no. liked the experience of being with you. And that's so important for us to enjoy ourselves and for others to enjoy being with us. This is How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker, the founder of Funny Women. To find out how to have fun in your workplace, visit www.herlarious.co.uk. So... It's really interesting discussion so far. And I think I want to talk a little bit about some of the research that's happened. Studies show that humour has a really positive impact on the workplace, as you have both said in different ways, and it can reduce stress. So the Mayo Clinic says when you start to laugh, it doesn't just lighten your load mentally. It actually induces physical changes in your body. Betty Ann. Talk us a little bit about your experience of this. Personally, I know that if I get angry with someone, I'm likely to get a cold. Oh, wow. And if I can laugh, I can heal myself. And I just really believe that laughter is not doesn't just make us feel better. It actually does have so many health benefits. 
And so I'm a big believer that we need to be using laughter. And we actually not only are feeling better, but we have healthier workplaces. Every company should be hiring you to come in, Lynn, and make the workplace healthy. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> it's slowly coming back. Um, and Sean, um, laughter has also been shown to boost productivity as I well as connectivity. Um, I mean, I have absolutely no, like no idea if that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's just it's just important, isn't it? Because you know, if, if you're working, mm. we like Betty Ann. So we spend so much time in work, whether that's in an office, in a school, in you know, in a shop, or, or even you know, most of my working day, and probably for a lot of us over the last couple of years, being literally just me and my computer. And after a while, it can just pull you down and you just need a little bit of yeah. light relief, whether that's sort of dancing around the kitchen, highly recommended, or just, you know, um, listening to a funny podcast or something on the radio. You just need a little bit of levity put in. And it just, yeah, it, it does put a spring in, in your step. Um, so, and, and I think that combined with a well, bit of physical activity, a bit of a walk in the fresh air. Yeah. Well, but laughing is actually a physical activity because when you laugh like Betty Ann does, you know, you're using your whole body. You know, it's a, it is a physical, physical reaction, isn't it, to, to what you're hearing and responding. This, um, I just want to go back to this science because I love it. A group of researchers found that after watching a comedy clip, all back to the other stuff, employees were 10% more productive wow. than their counterparts. So they'd had a little break. So they had a good laugh. And I think if you think about office dynamics, when people go and stand around the water cooler, they probably are laughing as well. Um, and another group of researchers found that cracking jokes at work can, I like this one, can even make people seem more competent. <laughs> well, obviously, the men know about this. <laughs> so we we need to yeah, get it on this. Yeah, it goes back to that thing about, you know, women not feeling funny and you and, and, you know we yeah, all know yeah, if you're running yeah. a training session particularly or or, or a meeting particularly yeah. if it's with, with strangers and people you don't know you, you've got to establish a rapport very very quickly and you're more likely to do that you're more likely to move on and get something out of the people you're with if that's a warm open yeah. friendly rapport rather than a didactic authoritarian serious yeah yeah i mean a death to the elevator pitch (laughs) is all i can say you know when you when you're there you're in a room and someone says oh what you you've all got one minute to introduce (sighs) yourself and you think oh my god you know and then people try and they pile on all the credits and it's like the the zoom calls you know where everyone writes their cvs (laughs) in the chat one pithy funny thing they'll remember you far more than if you try and you know enforce your CV on someone. Well, I was going to say Anne, one you were trying to say something. That really comes up in my in the mentorship program is how women tend to be more risk aware, and as a result, we yeah. tend not to take risks, and opportunities come from taking risks, and then we tend to dwell on. And if you're going to take risks, not everything's going to turn out. So when things don't turn out how you want. Women can spend a lot of time looking behind and saying, what could I have changed and beating themselves up too much. Whereas what humor does is mm. every bad thing that happens is a great story later. 
Oh yes, that's how that's how comedians get their material. You know, that's exactly right. Yes, of course. And so it's kind of like it's it really does help women if you can just say you're just making good stories. It, it's so therefore they're more willing to take risks, which gives them more opportunities. So I just think it's really important for women to remember that. Putting you both on the spot here, uh, but could, have you got one quick memory of? cracking a joke or saying something funny that worked really well Sean oh crikey um I can't think of anything <laughs> anything specific but what I, what I try to do is always bring in if I'm running a training session for example I always bring in in some little you know um a one-liner or something and, and I try and slip it in so rather than going here's my joke ta-da I just try and slip it in and then see if anyone reacts. And if they react, then it, it might be a sort of slow reaction. I quite like doing that to sort of, you know, mm. get people on side. So the joke is there and then it's gone. Um, and funny enough, yeah. that makes people sit up because it makes people think, is she going to do anything like that again? I'm going to listen just in case she does. And, and that kind of works well for me. <laughs> that's interesting yeah what about you betty Ann? have you got one incident yes they say that when people are buying a house that they will agree on the price and the deals are often lost in the details like who gets the washer and the dryer and we were doing a deal like that where we were buying another company and we were in a stressful situation where we had agreed on the big price but we were now starting to um have disagreements around some of the potash inventories and who was going to take responsibility for potash product claims. And I said in this meeting, just a little quip, we're going to set up a hotline and call it 1-800-CALL-REAL. In other words, everything was going to go back to the people we were buying from. Well, everybody laughed and it became our mantra every time we had a sticky point in the negotiation, we would say, well, that'll just go to the 1-800-CALL-REAL line. <laughs> and when we had our closing dinner, <laughs> we gave each other, they always give tombstones as a closing gift. And the cl closing gifts all had 1-800-CALL-REAL on them. Oh, that's brilliant. That is known in comedy circles as a callback. <laughs> Literally, very appropriate in your case. But, you know, that's it. That's what comedians do. They'll refer back to something right at the beginning of their set because that whole callback familiarity thing is what humour is built on. Um, I mean, a fantastic discussion. We could spend another hour, but we haven't got time. Now's the time where I ask you for your favourite top tip about how you have fun at work. So, Betty-Ann, what's your top tip for having fun at work? I think anything to do with the costume. One time... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love one this. Time, I, one time I was going to a company barbecue and I just thought, oh, this is going to be so boring. So I told my husband it was a Western night. <laughs> <laughs> and so we both got dressed up in Western clothes and went to this barbecue. And as we were walking in, everybody else was panicking because they thought that it was a Western night and they didn't know it and they didn't have a costume on. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were all coming in and saying, oh, my gosh, should I be running across the street and getting a hat? And oh, wonderful. So I showed up and, every, and then everybody at the thing was like, did you make a mistake? And I said, no, I did this on purpose. We needed oh. a good laugh tonight. That is amazing. I wish everyone had a Betty Ann in their company. I think that we all need one. Well, you know, I just spent the weekend with my niece and she just came from her first major criminal lawyer 
trial, four wow. months where she flew across the country and was putting in bazillion hours and it was over Halloween and she ordered green and orange and purple wigs for everybody working in the war room. So it's just the same kind of thing. It's something to do with ha- with, with a little bit of a costume. Yeah, a yes. visual. That's like a visual prompt. Yeah, a visual prompt, visual comedy. Brilliant. Sean, what's your top tip? Mine is 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 uh, not quite costume, but, but kind of similar. It fits really well. <laughs> but just find the playfulness. You know, it goes back to what we were saying the, in the beginning. Children just laugh. They they have fun. They make silly jokes. Um, you know, children, children make silly jokes about... You know, a tomato cross the road and then fall about laughing for 40 minutes. And I think we, you know, we do lose that. So find your inner child, reconnect with your inner child and just find that playful, that playful side. That's brilliant. Lynn, can I just add that I think really children are a great source of women's jokes. Definitely. And we, all, we all recognize something is funny to us if we see truth mm-hmm. in it. And we, any of us that are parents, see all these funny stories oh, yeah. Yeah. Parents or teachers. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, children would always say the obvious, you know, the times I've, when my kids were small and they would go, we'd be sitting on a bus or a train and one of them would say, why is that man got funny hair or, you know, but because they have no filter. One time we were in a swimming pool with my daughter who was about four and she saw a man in the pool who had glasses on and she looked at him and she said, did that nose come with those glasses? <laughs> I love that. Well, there you go. From the mouths of babes, as they say. Um, yes. Now, where can we find you? Betty Ann, where can people find you online? I'm on Facebook. I'm on um, LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. And I have my own website. And it's just my name, just Betty Ann Hagee, H-E-G-G-I-E. And I'd love to hear from all of you. Yeah. And and as my experience um, plays out, Betty Ann is great at communicating because that's how we got to know each other. And Sean, where can we find you? Well, similar. I'm on on most major social media platforms. Sean underscore Roland. Um, I can't promise I will always be funny, but if you find me yeah. on Instagram, I post lots of nice pictures of my walks I do and cats and cake, which is always mm. a bonus. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm around on on Twitter and and Facebook as well. So come and say hi that's brilliant thank you both so much thanks for being with me today bye absolute pleasure bye you've been listening to how to have fun at work with lynn parker if you like us please subscribe review and share chicken 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 chicken